Thanks for joining a couple of 90s kids. You're listening to Stuck in My Generation. Hey, what's going on? We're back. It's me and Hicks. Hicks is here. I'm here. We're both cold as hell. Well, not now. You're in a warm room. But what's going on? How's everybody doing? How's Hicks doing? Doing good, man. I had to, I had to relocate uh, just uh, temporarily. Uh, usually uh, chat with you in the garage slash man cave, and it's pretty uh, cold here in Snow Ohio. Ohio well. sucks. Man. Like, you ever wonder why the hell we still live here? I ask myself that probably three times a week. Yeah, about the same. And I know the answer for both of us. It's kids and friends and family. Yeah. Like, you can't uproot all the family. I know you and your, your mother-in-law are tight, you know, thick That's of right. thieves. That's right. And Ethan's, you know, you, you just, you can't pull a teenager out of home, out of the old no. hometown as much as no. we would like to. No. But. Nope. We're here. We're stuck until, you know, may, maybe the golden years. Maybe when I'm 60, I finally move somewhere warm, and I, I'm feeling that too. I used to be always hot, never cold, and now I'm cold all the time. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. All the crazy damn times. So we're yeah. back. Uh, we were going to try to do Queen. We didn't end up doing that. So it, it's just a little, little too deep in the discography. We're to that point again where it's like, who's got who's got five albums or less exactly and then we got sean phipps don't know if he's watching yet but old phipps craziest bastard i think i've ever met <laughs> he's a good dude he's a good dude he's crazy he's a good he's dude crazy. though he's yeah. uh he give keith richards a run for his money on partying down <laughs> yeah but uh he's, he, he's been eager for the stooges so yeah. we uh we dialed up the stooges one to appease mr phipps and two because they have five albums sure so can't can't beat five albums so that's what we're going to do i need to fix something here because i hear a slight echo coming through okay and that's probably some headphones giving me some feedback but nope it's not it's something else anyways the stooges uh i i'm a big punk guy always have been or at least i thought and i think i still am but i'll explain later so I was excited mm -hmm. to get into uh, Iggy and the Stooges. Iggy Pop, of course, the lead singer. And Iggy's kind of credited as being the, uh, the the grandfather of punk, if you will. So I was pretty excited to get into this one, mm -hmm. hoping to find some hidden gems and hoping to find something that I hadn't heard before. I, I know some Stooges songs. I, I've heard, you know, the hits and the, the songs that are frequently covered, but I, there's there's a lot 90% of it I've never heard. I, I don't, were you in the same boat or had you never listened to the Stooges? No, I knew the hits. I, I was, I actually had a few of the hits already on my phone on a playlist. Um, but Far, yeah, farther I, than I went. Yeah, there were, uh, I, I, a lot of the stuff I'd never heard before. Yeah. And there's some stuff that I didn't think I had heard before, but I actually had. And that was kind of a fun process, like just off the top of my head, not to dive all the way in. That's what she said. But yeah. on the album Funhouse, Down on the Street is a song mm -hmm. that I have heard covered quite a bit. Have you? So that one, yeah. So that one got me. I was pretty excited once that came on. I was like, oh, okay, okay. I know this. And I knew it was by them, 
but I just didn't remember that it was a, a popular song that had been covered a bunch, but I okay. was pleasantly surprised to hear that one on there. What, what hits do you have on your playlist besides Justin Timberlake? But what, so what Stooges hits do you have? <laughs> well, Just, now Timberlake's in hot water. Of course, you had to mention him, and then he goes getting in hot water. I jinxed him. I jinxed him. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? You're canceled Justin. No, I don't know if it was that yeah, bad. Yeah, I, I have Kanye on my playlist, too. Maybe I'll jinx his ass. Uh, listen, not to stray off topic, but uh, <laughs> Kanye's got two albums that are probably in my top 100 of all time any genre one of them is yeezus because for okay. some reason he he, had, he must have had a dream and thought he was trent Reznor, so he made this album yeezus which was just crazy i love that album and him okay. and jay-z's watch the throne okay have you not you haven't listened to that album have you i haven't listened to that album uh his first album that he released i wore that out college was that college dropout it was the song with uh, Through the Wire when he was in the accident. And had oh, yeah, yeah. Job it might have been College Dropout. I don't remember. I don't remember either. I'm not sure about the order of his albums, but but he's 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 definitely put out some good stuff. He's put out some good stuff. He's a little crazy. A little, you know, well, Phipps-like. Crazy goes in line with good art. It does. It does. And he is good. I, I give him all the credit in the world. Like, as far as, as rap goes and, and lyricism, and I mean, he's he's pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. But the Stooges, the first thing I could say about them is the lyricism is not something I would call as uh, Kanye-like or yeah. Beatles-like. It, it's it's meant to be pretty simple, in my opinion. But we got the self-titled. 1969, Stooges released their self-titled debut. And... One of uh, 1969, right off the rip, first song. I think it was Rolling Stone. They were on like one of the top 100 guitar riffs list of all time with 1969. Okay, and I agree, pretty pretty solid riff. So oh, right yeah. out of the gate, I was like, okay, okay, I'm I, this is this is going in my direction. I needed sure. a little bit of punk, and sure. and there they go blasting off with 1969. Definitely. Not like punk as if you think about the 90s punk or the 70s or 80s punk, but pretty pretty good stuff nonetheless. Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I had the uh, the first, not to jump ahead, but the first two albums. Uh, it's definitely before, but my notes say if the Sex Pistols and the Doors had a baby, it would be the Stooges, the first two albums. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a little pretty bit accurate. Of little bit of the the jim morrison vocal rhythms kind of um not all of it but a little bit of that but you know that very first album i thought man that could a lot of that music could stand up today if it was released today man it would catch my attention and i'd be picking up the phone and calling barker saying man you gotta listen to this shit. you gotta got check out the stooges bro yeah i i heard that too i heard um I also kind of gathered from initially listening to the the first album a little bit angrier and faster stones like some of his sure. maybe not the music itself but you know may, maybe it's just my whole thing with the 60s and 70s but I heard just a little I want to say Jagger influence I, sure. I feel like it was in his voice a little bit but he just mm -hmm. wanted to take that and make it uh, a little faster a little more upbeat and a little more abstract which abstract yeah. I think is a good good line for the stooges but 1969 great song 
That's a great song. It was one of the ones that stood out to me initially. Uh, Wanna be your dog. I think if even if you're not a Stooges fan, I, I feel like at least half the population knows that song. What a great song. It's a damn good song. Wanna be your dog. I've got written. It's a classic. Oh yeah. It's, I don't want to say it's like the foundation. I don't even, I don't even know what to classify the Stooges as, you know, what genre really, but I mean, it's definitely laid the foundation, the guitar playing. Oh my gosh. It just really kicked my ass. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for that time for, for 1969, I mean, that guitar was something kind of unheard of at that point, really. So I, I was, again, diving straight in. I was feeling it, and I was feeling it a lot. Uh, the song We Will Fall, thought sure. that, that was that was pretty good. I've got written down 10 minutes of crazy, really weird, odd song. But I don't know if you're familiar with him, but Mike Patton. Do you know who Mike Patton is? No. Uh, lead singer of Faith No More. Okay. And also lead singer of Tomahawk, lead singer of sure. Mr. Bungle, lead singer of, sure. he's done so much shit. Sure. And, and he's got this real weird, almost creepy Stephen King way of, of singing sometimes. It's just abstract sure. and weird. And I, that song, We Will Fall, I was like, man, this, surely Mike Patton has heard this song and been influenced by it because I just, I, I could have swore if, if somebody would have played it and not told me it was a Stooges, I'd have been like, is that faith? No more. Like really? try, okay, trying yeah. to sound like they're from the seventies. Yeah. So I was digging that a little bit. Okay. I had a note and, uh, I was afraid to bring this up because you know more about, uh, the band tool than I do, which we're both huge fans, but I thought, man, this is almost like a, a tool chant song. Yeah. Just a little clip. I mean, yeah. this is a long song. A long song. ass clip. Yeah. But yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Like using little shakers, like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it was, it was definitely weird. And that, see, I didn't get that. And, and I do now. So that's, that's yeah. the fun of having two perspectives talking about sure. listening to the same shit. Yeah, that that sounds like one of those odd tool songs. Yeah, and and uh, to come from you know the song to be that old, just like you'd mentioned, you know they were definitely way before their way or way ahead of their time. I mean, it was just just crazy. Yeah, they were, and and it's through this first album. Uh, then you got real cool time, which is like the just the most basic of song titles, like. And most of yeah. the song was like real cool time, like and punk attitude, punk lyrics. Like these guys clearly kind of didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like it wasn't, they weren't trying to, to make some artsy fartsy dude sit in his chair, like just closing his eyes and sway. And they wanted somebody to, to break something and go a little bit oh, wild. Man. And, and that's, yeah. you know, I, I love the fact. And that's one of my favorite things to do is to kind of dive in and see who started certain genres, you know, like the Beatles sure. can be credited for, for giving certain sounds, but of course they didn't start rock, but they can be credited with a lot of sounds. Sure. Punk's always been debatable. Like nobody yeah. knows exactly who started it. And even though, what well, do you remember what that, there was a band, they were from like Peru, I think. I talked to you about them, Los, Los something. Oh. Sure, I know what you're talking about. What the hell was their name? Los 
Los Decidos. I can't remember. I'm going to look it up while we're talking, though. But I listened to these guys, and they were from the early 60s, and I heard a, yeah. pu- a punk song or two, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. But other than them, you know, I, I, think, I think Iggy and the Stooges totally are responsible for punk. I don't know who else would be, you know. I mean, I don't know. I hear so much... I hear a lot of the sex pistols, you know, and, and some of the music and I have a whole list of different artists, not to uh, jump ahead too soon, but I actually ran out of room on my little sticky note. I said, I hear Read sex, em. I hear sex pistols, Sonic youth, oh, Jane's, addiction, Jane's addiction, rage against the machine, them crooked vultures, which is my favorite super group. Uh, her uh, Jim Morrison vocals. Not a huge fan, but I could hear some Cage the Elephant, early Metallica, Nirvana, Pennywise, and I ran out of room. I love Pennywise. I'm glad you mentioned them. That, that was you. my introduction to punk, actually, was, was Pennywise. Okay. Like I was a 13-year-old kid and a girl by the name of Mandy Rowe and uh, her cousin Mindy Walters actually got me uh, got me started on Pennywise, and I was like, my eyes just opened real wide. I was like, yeah. this is fast. I oh, like yeah. this. And it uh, it just spiraled out of control from there. I couldn't get enough punk at the time. Pennywise is great. Oh, yeah. And you know what? This first album, you know, if somebody's going to play bass, I want to hear it. And, you know, these bass lines, you know, the uh, similar bass lines I've heard in, like, the, the band Cream with Clapton and, uh, like, uh, John Paul Jones anything he's been affiliated with, yeah, you know, just a heavy, thick ass baseline. I want to hear it. And with the Stooges, man, I could hear it. Yeah. I was glad. It yeah. was good. Absolutely. Good. And, uh, the, the distortion, I mean, it, distortion hadn't caught on that much by 69. I mean, it was around, but these guys used it as a weapon. You know, there was no clean, oh, yeah. no clean guitar here. Yeah, I definitely thought I'm gonna I'm gonna look into this a little bit deeper. I thought, how is he getting these guitar sounds, you know, in this era? You know, it's yeah. just what was he doing to get that? And the man, it was just it was just so good. And the uh I real quick to add to the real cool time notes, I have punk attitude and lyrics, but the guitar at the end, like I, I don't know if you recall exactly, but the the guitarist went on kind of a binger of just, I don't even know if he was playing. And I don't mean this with any disrespect, but the, the guitar on this album and the drums for that matter, I'm not sure they fully knew how to play their instruments yet Yeah, on this album. I mean, they, they learned enough to make an album and it sounds good. Don't get me wrong. I play guitar like shit and I can, I can make something that sounds good just cause you know, you just kind of got that ear for, for music. I've always been a guy that picks up the guitar and plays his own shit. I've never really played anything else, but, sure. I'm, but I'm not good, but I can make it sound like I'm good, even though I don't know what I'm doing. And I kind of feel like the Stooges were, were doing that. I feel like they were able to, to make a song, even though they weren't exactly proficient at playing their instruments yet. And I, I can appreciate that a little bit because oh, that's, yeah. that's when you get some real crazy ass sounds when somebody's not trying to be, you know, you got people that do vocal acrobatics on American oh, Idol. Yeah. The Stooges aren't trying to do any kind of guitar acrobatics. They're oh, just yeah, like, it's... fuck it and smash it, man. 
it's pretty much lawless. Yeah. I mean, just wide open. You know, that's kind of the way. Uh, wasn't Joy Division kind of like that? Man, I love Joy Division so much. <laughs> yeah. But, but they, yeah, but they, they were. Kind of just, kind of just uh, picked up their instruments and really didn't have any formal yeah. training or anything and just did their own thing. You want to talk about being able to hear a bass line, listen to Joy Division. I mean, that's, yeah. that, I mean they'll, they'll drop the bass on you hard because, you know, that, that was where they got most of their sound was just pounding, slapping that bass. But yeah, oh, I was yeah. I was digging the the really raw sound and the production quality. Yeah, it was mostly shit. You know, it wasn't very good, but it didn't yeah. matter. I, like that's part of what makes it punk, in my opinion, is production wasn't great. wasn't like these guys are world class, you know, musicians playing their instruments. They just got in a room and made some shit, and it just sounded good. This whole actually, this whole album. I think this was my favorite album. I'll go ahead and throw that out there. I, I think they nailed it on the first album. Sure. And somebody said Hicks's wife finally let him in the house. I'm in the house. He's in the house. In the yeah, house. that's right. But uh, Anne, the song Anne, more Mike Patton. I heard more. Mike Patton had to listen to these guys and make bands based off what he heard. Like I, If, if you ever go on a Mike Patton binge, which is well worth it, go back and listen to this first album. It's like, yeah, it ha there has to be a connection there. Okay. Who else? Did you have anyone else written down as influences or what you heard listening to them? Uh, not other than the list that I had. Um, you know, we jump over to the fun house album. Uh, the next album, uh, I had, uh, TVI. I don't know if you remember that song or not. Yeah, I, I got written down. What an opening! Just pure energy. What an opening! And I thought, man, it sounds so much like Tom Morello, one of his riffs. Yeah. Well, yeah, and we definitely. were talking earlier that down on the street, that is a uh, Rage Against the Machine had that covers album. It was their last album they ever released. Down on the street was one of the songs on there. Was it really? Yep. So that so that's a good ear hearing some Rage because you know okay. Rage a, a, that they were definitely an influence. Sure. That's interesting. Yeah, it's good to know. It is. My I last know. few notes on the self-titled, though, uh, the song Not Right, I loved the <laughs> lyrics, and it was yep. also simple and effective. Just a really simple, effective song. Sure. Little Doll, again, simple, but I loved it. Yeah. Crazy guitar on that one again. And to wrap that album up, up note-wise, I just got that I love this album, and it was uh, Good Noise. And, and, sure, I, and yeah. I classify it as noise because it wasn't anything Grammy worthy or anything like that. It's it's not like an orchestra. It was just it was really good noise. Yeah, it was just uh, it was just raw. It was just uh, man. It's uh, I really enjoyed it. Really liked it. Like I said, if it came out today, I'd be I'd be calling you up. Yeah, yeah, I'd still be I'd all be over it. it Funhouse, yeah. you leaded us off on on there. Kind of more yeah, the of the same. I don't. I don't think they, they didn't stray far from the formula on Funhouse. I don't think they did either. No, and it was still it was still good. And and I've actually got, you know, a lot of Rage Against the Machine influence in this album. So we both kind of heard that. The song okay. Loose, they learned how yeah. to play their instruments on this album. Yeah, song Loose yeah. was just I, my notes say whoa, guitar is killer. They figured out how to play them a little better. Maybe not world class. But I mean, they still made that noise, but it was a little more structured and a little more melt your face off, but also impress you with what they had learned from 
from just one year. And something else I noticed on this album, the first album came out in 69. The title track's 1969. Funhouse yeah. came out in 1970, and there's a song on there called 1970. Okay, yeah. kind of thought that was fun. I was hoping they'd do that with Raw Power on the third album and yeah. like have a song titled The Year It Came Out, but they didn't do it. So, Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I don't know how much research you did with the band members. Not a lot. Did I didn't do a whole lot either. Um, I probably will do a little bit more just to kind of dive in. Like I said, I was definitely uh, interested in the methods of the guitar sounds that they came up with. Yeah. Uh, I want to say that whenever the band took a really long break, the main guitar player who I believe is deceased now. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's still alive or not, but I want to say that he dabbled in a little bit of acting while he was just kind of floating around. I think they were brothers, were the guitar player and the drummer brothers. Maybe I'm, I'm not sure. I know that they, I know that they had to get a new guitarist for yeah. Raw Power. I believe is yeah when they got a new guitarist. But I believe the original guitar player kind of dabbled in some acting, and I don't think that he was very good and one of his friends in a, a youtube clip that i saw said you know you're like one in a million trying to act and when it comes to guitar playing you're like one in ten so he started playing again and i thought that's a great point yeah you know? somebody sh uh, shed some honesty on his ass that's what yeah that's what that's what he needed yeah well, i don't know if he needed or not but right uh but I thought that's a very good point because they showed some of his acting clips and better actor than I probably would have been, but it wasn't. I don't think he was going anywhere with it. Day, days of our lifestyle shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought, man, you came up with these riffs. That's where you need to be, pal. Yeah. Yeah. Again, may, maybe not the most talented as far as playing notes and progressions and, and chords, but just what he came up with, with what little knowledge I assume he has. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he, maybe he's a world-class guitarist and just said, fuck it on these albums. I'm just going to yeah. play the shit out of it. But I mean, it, they knew how to come up with a good song structure and he knew how to come up with a good riff. I mean, there was, there's a lot of good riffs on this album and some oh, of them yeah. are simple as hell, but sometimes you need simple as hell. It can't always be, you know, slash just going up and down the frets, just, you know, oh, yeah. shredding it that way. Like sometimes you want to hear some, hear some power chords and shit. And, and the Stooges definitely gave us that, especially on this album. Like I said, loose that song you talked yep. about TV. I, yep. uh, the dirty, the dirty slower guitar on the song dirt, which dirt, I heard, yeah. heard more Mike Patton in that song too. I'm lot. Mike Patton has to love these guys has okay. to love these guys. But, uh, yeah, 1970, good riff. I wrote these guys got better on their instruments. I've said that three or four times, but the song Funhouse was just pure craziness. L.A. Blues was pure noise, but it was good. And then yeah. there's some horns in this shit. They started adding some horns. I noticed that. Yeah, I, it surprised me because that first album is, you know, as basic as it gets. Drums, guitar, bass, vocals. And on this one, you got some horns. I'm like, what? What, what the real big fish is happening here? Oh, yeah, I know. You know, the uh, I don't know if it was the first album. It may have been the first album. I heard a little bit of piano, and it wasn't a lot of piano runs. It was just kind of like uh, uh, one a note playing, you know, along with the drums. And I thought, man, I'm, I'm hit or miss with piano, you know, and I'm hit or miss with, with the horns. 
Um, for the most part, the horns, I thought they pulled it off. Um, piano, they definitely pulled it off from what I could tell. But, you know, back to the 1980s sax player in the sleeveless shirt, you know, it's that type of, that's what I think of when I think of horns and, and this kind of music. But, yeah, it, uh, I thought they pulled it off for the most part. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I thought it. You know, overall, it all came together well. These first two albums, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, really, really digging what they're doing. But at the same time, I wasn't crazy as far as like the Beatles and the first few albums of Tom Petty. Like this, yeah. di- this didn't change my life or anything like that. You know, it didn't, it didn't change what I'm going to listen to in the future. Like I, I enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how often I'll put the Stooges on. Sorry about that. I don't know how often I'll put the Stooges on through these first couple albums. Like it was good, and it kicked my ass. Yeah. But like a lot of other punk, you know, it's not. I don't know if it's going to kick my ass over and over for a long sure. time. It, it might might have just been one of those things. Like I might actually just cherry pick songs from these guys and add to a playlist, but but not actually go through every album on a consistent or semi-annual basis. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Then you got Raw Power, third album. Shit ton of people credit this album for what they became. I can't remember every single band, but there's a ton. An absolute ton of bands. Rage, you know, you, you name them. Tons of people absolutely loved Raw Power. And I find that to be strange because I, even I though I too. liked it, I didn't like it as much as the first two albums. I, d- I didn't either. But Raw Powers, it's considered like one of the best 100 albums of all time by Rolling Stones, I believe. Really? I, was, I wasn't really hearing it as much. I would have put the first album before this album. I, I would have as well. And yeah. even though, you know, the Stooges got kind of settled in as a band. I don't know if they became a household name, but they, they were popular, popular enough to, to keep going. That third album, I guess Iggy pop mixed the whole thing by himself and fucked it up completely. (laughs) Had, had like certain instruments on separate stereo tracks and like, you know, another instrument on a mono track and just, he just completely messed it up. Like, I guess it sounded like pure garbage and the record company even said, like, we can't put this out. You, you, right? you fucked this up royally. <laughs> yeah. So David Bowie steps in okay, and mixes the album, Re- really? okay. remixed, remixed the whole album and not to be a naysayer, but it still sounded like shit. I mean, the production quality was just awful. It was, it was awful. It was thin sounding. Didn't make a difference. Cause I, when it comes to punk, I don't need a pristine Tool-like album. You know, you listen to the newest Tool album, and it's like, what'd they produce this with, man? A, a golden hammer and some, you know, <laughs> platinum, you know, recording tape? Like, this thing sounds about as crisp and clear and pristine as and as digital as it gets. Sure. Not the Stooges' raw power. Sounded like they all got in a room and recorded it on a Fisher-Price cassette recorder. Yeah. You've got me kind of wondering now. I want to dig into the uh, David Bowie and the Stooges 
relationship, you know, or if there was a relationship afterwards. I, I think uh, there was. I, uh, let me see. I know there was a lot. I probably should have wrote down everything that I read or at least tried to remember. But I know that, uh, I'm pretty sure Bowie was a pretty big fan. So under the recording, mm. we got, it might take me a little while to, to well, read over right. that. But a lot that's of folks right. said that this was the, uh, after Bowie mixed it, it was considered to be the loudest album ever at that time. Like it was mixed at a really high volume as well. So, I mean, there was a lot of, just a lot of craziness that went into the making of this album. And I'm not exactly sure how Bowie got involved. I know I read it, but yeah, I got nothing. That's too much to read. Wikipedia has got too much damn information. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. That's definitely something we can look at. But I get it was done in a day. The album was recorded in a day. Really? On a very old board, it says, an Elvis-era recording setup. Huh. In a poorly lit, cheap old studio with very little time. And to David Bowie's credit, he listened with his ear to each thing and talked it out with uh, Iggy Pop and gave him ideas. And they kind of worked on it together. And David Bowie convinced him to let him fix it in his way. So... Yeah, I, I did not know David Bowie was involved with that at all, but apparently he was. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Let's see, trying to find all those references, too. There's so many people that said oh, that yeah. this was their legacy and influence. Critics and journalists held the album as a punk rock legacy. By far the most important punk record ever. Uh, Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols, there you go, claimed that he learned to play guitar by taking speed and playing along to raw power. <laughs> Johnny Marr of the Smiths cited it as his all-time favorite record. Uh, let's see. Also commenting, which Johnny Marr, on James Williamson's guitar playing on the album. That was the new guitarist. He said, I'm his biggest fan. He has the technical ability of Jimmy Page and the swagger of Keith Richards without being sloppy. And here's huh. another reference you called out. Thurston Moore of Sonic Youth said that it was one of the albums that shaped his life and music. Really? And Kurt Cobain says that it was his favorite album of all time, Raw Power. Henry Rollins Raw of Black Flag yeah. has Search and Destroy, a song from the album tattooed across his shoulder blades. Nikki Six called it his biggest influence. Wow. Uh, it, it goes, guitarist John Frusciante praised sure. the record and said it was a massive influence. And CeeLo Green. CeeLo. CeeLo Green said it's one of his favorite albums, stating that it seemed like it was all done in one take. Good fucking ear, CeeLo. It was. <laughs> <laughs> said he, he said he took it as, let's do that one. Leave it. Just try something else. Like, yeah, one one recording take. Like, that's good enough. Leave it. Let's go to the next. So, just over and over, so many people uh, love this album. Def Leppard covered "Search and Destroy." Hmm. Guns and Roses covered "Search and Destroy." Just 
the Pixies, Frank Black from the Pixies covered a song off of it. It just, it, it's a rabbit hole. Sure. Of just influence on that album. So I tried to appreciate it more because of that. This might be one of those ones I have to listen to more. Cause like, you, you know, we just talked about first two albums hit me full throttle and then raw power sure. was like, this is a little different. You know, it's not quite up my alley. Yeah, that's the way I felt too. I, I I felt like I was starting to come down off of my musical high that I'm always chasing, you know. Again, just like the Tom Petty episode, you know, just first couple albums, kick your ass. And then the third one or fourth one, you're like, what happened? What? Like, still good, but what happened, you know? Yeah, well, that's interesting. I'll have to go back and revisit that album again. But uh, I definitely not let those uh, other people's opinions influence my decision on it. I'll probably still feel the same way about it. I think I will, too. But, but, but it know, makes th- you question yourself a little bit. Like, man, if all these great musicians I- love this album so much, what did I miss? What did I miss? Yeah. But I had Search and Destroy. You know, that was a good song. Uh, Give Me Danger, the acoustic jam. I, I like that song. Yeah. But man, to go back to the, I want to be your dog, the TVI down the street, you know, stuff like that. Man, I just didn't think it was as good. No, no. And there was search and destroy. It's a classic, you know, and I got give me danger on there too. But, but for whatever reason, those were the two highlights of this album. Whereas I had five or six off the previous two albums. Yeah. And Los Psychos was the band I was trying to think of from Peru. Los Psychos. What a great name. What a great name. Yeah. Sure. Los Psychos. Ah! <laughs> yeah. We could probably get away with playing something off there, but I won't do it. I don't, I don't think we'll <laughs> get like, in trouble. I don't think anybody's going to sue us for playing a Los Psychos song, <laughs> a band from yeah. Peru. But, yeah. but yeah, you know, that album, I, I feel like I definitely need to give it another chance and I probably will just to see what all the hype was about, but I wasn't really feeling it. Which made me scared to go through the rest. Granted, thank God. Thank you. There was only two more albums to go, not because I wasn't enjoying it, but because I didn't want 14 albums of the Stooges. Oh, yeah. I was excited to only have five. And on to the weirdness we go. (laughs) (laughs) On to the weirdness. I don't even know what to say about this Stooges album called The Weirdness. It definitely had a 90s punk feel. So it's like they, you know, they jump straight out of the seventies and into a whole new era, which like you said, long break, they didn't put out anything. I'm guessing that's where Iggy's solo career started. And I didn't look that much into Iggy because I have a feeling we're going to do it eventually. Yeah. I didn't look into, I I recall, uh, I don't remember what year, but like this song, didn't he do like the song candy with a female artist? And yeah, I wasn't a real big fan of that when that came out. No. Um, I had the weirdness, uh, the song, my idea of fun. I liked it. Uh, free and freaky. It, it was okay. It was, I liked, I liked free and freaky in the USA, as he said, yeah. it, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's again, you know, the, the lyrics and shit were kind of the same. My idea of fun is killing everyone. <laughs> like, yeah, I yeah. mean, the lyrics are punk as hell, uh, but, yeah. Yeah. but I mean, the, the, the music was just different. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, that's about the only highlights I had from this album. You know, like I said, I was coming down from the first two albums and 
really didn't dig this album a whole lot. Uh, I thought, well, I've already, my interest has peaked. I didn't have a lot of faith in the fifth album. No. Now, I did like I'm Fried from the the Weirdness album because it, okay. it was just a goofy punk jam. And Passing, was it called Passing Cloud? Yeah, Passing Cloud. I had to write something about it because it just took me aback. Like, this song comes on and we got a punk band playing with what sounds like a crooner. Like, he was singing almost like Sinatra-ish. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? Like, it's weird, weird shit. But, but that album, like the guitar was on point. Like there was some really good guitar playing on this album, but it just didn't, it didn't hit me in the same way. I, I just, and it made me realize even though I loved punk in the nineties, mm-hmm. I'm over it though, too. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm very much past the point to where I can listen to nineties punk on a consistent basis. It, it just, they all kind of sounded the same at that point. And I think the Stooges kind of fell into that a little bit, tried to make a, you know, a newer version of themselves with the weirdness album. And I, I wasn't feeling it. I think the weirdness is a perfect title for it. Not to throw you on the spot, but could you give some examples of who you're referring to with uh, the nineties punk? artists? Uh, Not to throw you on the spot. No, that's okay. No effects. Uh, Pennywise, okay. of course. Uh-huh. Um, even though it was a little more ska, less than Jake, I was a big fan of them. MXPX, okay, uh, Blink One Eighty Two, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Alkaline Trio, still one of my favorites, but I have a hard time listening to them on a consistent basis. Okay. Uh, God, there's so many. Just basically yeah. any '90s punk band. Uh, Bad Religion, I still love them. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's all I got off the top of my head, but oh, that's okay. there, there were so many spin, you know, so many lesser known '90s punk bands than those guys I just named, and I just, I just wasn't, you know, I, I loved it at the time, but it really has passed me by. Like I guess getting a little older and hearing something as good as the Beatles and hearing something as good as you know Tom Petty and being a tool fan and just starting to get into the more complex arrangements and music, you know, I, mm-hmm. I still love punk, but it just isn't the same for me. Now, granted there's exceptions. I can listen to the misfits any day, uh, you know, any day, yeah. put the misfits on and I'm good. Put the misfits on. Yeah. Dead I, Kennedys I, I, any day. Uh, I can listen to it any day. Pennywise is close to that status yeah. for me. Cause I, I special place in my heart since I heard them first. Sure. But, but yeah, that, a lot of the pop, I should say pop punk, the descendants is a band I should have named. I can listen to them anytime. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's the best pop punk will ever get in my opinion, but the poppy punk from the nineties besides, you know, the descendants just, you know, it's a, sometimes it borderlines on goofy and I feel like yeah. the weirdness borderlined on trying to be goofy. Yeah, I noticed, uh, I'm going to rewind time a little bit, but I uh, did a little bit of reading about the Stooges and somebody had brought up, uh, was it the Dead Boys? Yeah, I think I read something about that. I know of the Dead Boys, I don't know, do you know much about the Dead Boys? Nothing. Okay. Absolutely nothing. I don't either. I've I've heard other musicians bring them up and I uh, I don't know too much about them. That'll be something else to look into. Could be. See, I hadn't even heard of them until I read something about about the Dead Boys in here. Okay. And, uh, 
yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know much about them. Makes me wonder though. We were talking about the start of punk and uh, MC Five. You know, you kind of discovered them recently. I've known of sure. them for a while, but never dove in. I don't remember what their timeline was. Okay, we, that may be. That'll be a band we check out eventually. But I think they came after Iggy and the Stooges. I'm just not 100%. I would guess that. So you got uh, album number five, the final final album at least that we know of, called Ready to Die. Album cover gave me a, a kick because, you know, you got a 60-year-old Iggy Pop standing with dynamite strapped around him shirtless like he always <laughs> yeah. is. And, uh, you know, I, I could, I could see that being his attitude. Like I've lived a full life. I'm ready to die if I must die. Yeah. And instead it's 2021 and he's out on beaches and, and freaking, <laughs> you know, swim trunks, still not wearing a shirt, chest, doing pushups, doing pushups, chest and stomach, still looking like that guy from, uh, oh shit. I forgot uh, cartoon network. What the hell was that? Aqua teen hunger force oh, yeah. That meme of his, of his body. Most people probably yeah. don't know that's Iggy pop. But we get to ready to die, and I I felt like it was better than the weirdness. Yeah, but I still wasn't digging it. And there and there was a new guy in this album. I talked about hearing Mike Patton on the first two mm -hmm. or three albums. All of a sudden, Iggy Pop sounded like Marilyn Manson to me. Okay, and it you know the opening track "Burn." I literally wrote down, is this Iggy Pop or Marilyn Manson? Okay. Because it was a little bit of that drawn out, you know, intentional voice distortion of like, I want to be your something. You know, I was like, what, yeah. what is going on here? And that could just be him getting old because he's old as shit. I mean, he's yeah. in his 70s and yeah. still punk as hell, but he's in his 70s. Right. Yeah. But yeah, sex and money solid song nothing mind-blowing uh the song gun the only thing i wrote down on that song was lol the song gun cracked me up i don't even remember the lyrics now but it was like if i had a gun would i shoot everyone i i don't even know what it was saying i can't remember but i was just laughing the whole way through it it just yeah i it was a crazy album doesn't mean it was good but it was crazy and i and i, and I enjoyed it enough it was like getting to that Tom Petty stretch there at the end. Like, yeah, I still enjoy it, but am I going to go back to it? Unlikely. Yeah, I think with these, uh, the last two albums, you know, gosh, it was such a big gap in time. You know, I thought, uh, I'm glad that, I'm glad we didn't have to listen to 20 different albums, you know, that stretched out over the entire, you know, their, their career or their life or whatever. But, you know, I don't want to say that the I just didn't dig the last two albums, especially the last one. But and you could see it coming. I mean, the, yeah. the, the gap in time, you know, they're not going to sound like the first couple albums. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's just like a. I don't want to say an entirely different band, but you know, they Close. definitely matured and and well, yeah. I don't know about matured, but just aged, <laughs> aged, yeah, yeah aged. So, I think the lyrics suggest that they definitely. Still had the same <laughs> mindset as they did in the you know sixties and seventies, but yeah, I you know age age does change shit. I mean, I'm listening to you know the Beatles and Tom Petty more often than I'm listening to nineties punk because I've aged. It's, yeah. it's not because I've changed, so to speak. It's just age. Age will do something to you. So yeah, 
it's like these last two albums, you know, if it were a, a rock skipping across the lake, you know, there was a huge gap between the rock skipped in relation to these last two albums. And man, they just didn't do much for me. No, they didn't do much for me either. I, I mean, one. I wouldn't, I, I honestly, I didn't even have a song like the first three albums, you know, you got 1969, you got want to be your dog. Uh, you got down on the street. Loose. I was mm-hmm. really a big fan of Loose TVI yeah, as I like well, that. and uh, Search and Destroy and Give Me Danger. Like there's songs off each album that I could mm-hmm. make a short ten song playlist with off those three albums that I would enjoy. None of the songs off these last two albums would would sneak in there at all. Not not even close. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be entirely honest. This last album that I was listening to, uh, uh, my son he was shopping for a PS5, and we had like six devices laid out uh trying to uh, get selected to purchase his ps5 from bestbuy.com and this fifth album was playing in the background and you know like you said that like a band like the misfits you know no matter what kind of mood i'm in i'm going to listen to the misfits if i'm frustrated if i'm happy if i'm sad you know they're not going to annoy me this fifth album while i was trying to do all this I had to turn the shit off. <laughs> it's annoying <laughs> just, the piss out of you. Just because it was it was uh, advancing my frustration or it's feeding my frustration. Yeah. Yeah. And I and yeah. I think the reason, you know, it did kind of the same to me. I'm I'm at work and I'm trying to work and normally music in the background and I'm good. And this I was yeah. like, I can't fucking concentrate, Iggy. Like quit your <laughs> shit and quit singing about, you know, sex and money and free and freaky in the usa am i listening to iggy or miley cyrus here like <laughs> I, I i just i was so confused and i it wasn't that the song that the music was terrible it's just like we said in the last episode i have to be in the mood to listen to these last two albums and and, and even if i am in the mood i'm probably going to pick someone else's punk albums from that those couple of decades and not the stooges yeah and i thought you know, the first two albums, I thought, you know, if this band was playing and there were no vocals, if Iggy was out of the equation, this music would really uh, grab a hold of me. I'd be really interested if Iggy was out of the equation. Um, if Iggy was with a different band that didn't sound like this, I don't know how much who's to say, but I don't know if I'd be too much into it. Yeah. I think they, I think Iggy pop needed this band as much as they needed him. Maybe. Yeah. I agree with you. And I, and I don't mean any disrespect at all, but you know, and I, I give credit for what they have done and for Mm -hmm. what they kind of started, but by no means did I listen to anything and think Iggy pop is my dude. Yeah. And maybe that'll change on the solo stuff, but as you know, it it was really about the movement uh, of the yeah. sound, you know, yeah. and and them just coming up with some noise that sounded really good. Yeah. I, I hate to be this way, but I I almost feel like there's a plethora of vocalists that could have still made this work back then. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, no respect, disrespect to Iggy Pop. Sure. But there's just nothing. I didn't really hear anything special about the vocals or, I mean, the lyrics were fun. I'm sure yeah. those were mostly him, 
but there just wasn't anything that stuck out to me. Uh, you know, Tom Petty's Tom Petty. Uh, yeah. You know, the John and, and Paul and Beatles, the John and Paul, you probably can't make that work with many other people, but really? I feel like the Stooges could have worked with, with someone else. I, I could, I could give them that, you know, recommendation as a band, as a whole, that they probably still could have made some influential music without Iggy. I hate to say that I might be wrong, but I just didn't hear anything special out of Iggy. Yeah. I, was it the right place at the right time? Yeah. yeah. And, and again, the, the look and the attitude and the longevity, you know, I, I'm glad it is Iggy cause he didn't, he didn't detriment the first three records. Right. He wasn't right. a detriment to it. I just thought it was, I, th- I just thought it was more the sound, the more the band, the more, more the sound. And the fact that it kind of did sound like punk. I mean, Iggy was there with the attitude. I'll, I'll credit him with that. He had the right attitude yeah. as the vocalist for this band. Yeah. And I, maybe I'll say this, the first two albums, they were uh, ahead of their time. The last two albums, it's kind of like time went on without them. Maybe. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, it definitely did. It'd be interesting to see what happened if they'd have just kept going instead of Iggy Pop having a solo career. Yeah. They could have uh, just kept growing better and stronger and, and, I'm kind of hoping that if we do eventually listen to Iggy Pop solo career, which I admit I'm not really that intrigued to do so at the moment. Right. Maybe one of those situations where I uh, hit shuffle one day on Iggy Pop and see what happens. Um, but I just, I don't foresee him becoming a Billy Idol. You know, Billy Idol started out as a punk vocalist as well and then went solo and actually had some hits. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know if, I'd be surprised if I felt the same way about Iggy Pop going into into his solo stuff. So a little, little a scared point. too. And Phipps, if you're watching this or if you watch it after the fact, sorry if they're your favorite band. I, I still I still enjoyed them. I mean, it's just no, me too. You know, talking about this stuff, there's pros and cons. You know, there's pros and cons to everything. There's cons about the Beatles and Stones. That early '60s sure. shit drove me nuts. Sure, you know, but there's no band's perfect. Yeah. And this this was definitely not a a perfect band, but but those first couple albums, you know, I I was digging it. I was like, oh hell yeah, me and Hicks are gonna have fun with this one. Oh yeah. And then by the time I got to album four and five, I was like, oh fuck, me and Hicks are gonna tear this shit apart later. <laughs> <laughs> gonna fuck shit all over this later. This is this is not going where I wanted it to go. Yeah. And I say this every podcast. It amazes me how you and I both are on the same level. We both throughout a, a, an artist's, you know, a catalog. There's a little family of albums that you and I both, that's it. You hey, know, just a little group. If you and I started a, a Black Keys-like band, a, a two-piece band, we just name it. We want our asses kicked, you know? And if you, you <laughs> if you can't continue kicking our asses past a couple albums, then... We're going to find someone else to kick our ass. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So again, I'll listen to the first two albums again and the third yep. one, because I, I, I really want to give it that chance of trying to hear what these guys that were influenced by the Stooges heard, but, uh, I'll, I'll probably never listen to those last two albums again. I, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather listen to sync or something than those last two albums. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. Just to too obscure and too abstract and just lost in the nineties and two thousands. I'm glad they quit. 
I mean, I assume they quit. I think that Ready to Die album was 2017, which isn't that long ago. But I hope that was it. I hope they're like, okay, we're done. Because I, you know, no, again, no disrespect. I just, I don't need any more Stooges. If they made an album that sounded like 69 or 70, by all means, give me more Stooges. But I don't, I don't think Iggy Pop's voice is capable of that anymore. Now it's the beautiful people for him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. But that's it. That's the Stooges. That was easy. Five albums Mm -hmm. barreled right through it. Maybe we should have gave it some more attention as far as looking into the actual band itself, but that's not what we're here for. We're not historians. Right. We want to right. tell you if the music kicked our ass or not. Maybe we should have named this podcast, Did It Kick Our Ass? <laughs> that's a, that's, I, actually, I that's actually a way better name than what we named it. Did It <laughs> Kick Our Ass? I see a t-shirt design in our uh, future. <laughs> I do as well. <laughs> I, I could see just a, a cartoon bent over fellow with plenty of ass hair on the landscape with Iggy Pop flipping you off, turned around with his foot out towards the ass. Yeah, that would have been a good t-shirt. We, okay, well, let's... Uh, we fucked up. Uh, hashtag did it kick our ass. Uh, definitely the first two albums kicked my ass. Yeah, maybe that's that the way we end That's That's brilliant. That's just how we end the show. We'll leave the name the same. But the first two albums kicked my ass. Yep. And then, you know, the third one gave it a little tap on the ass and the, the last two merely caressed my ass and I don't like my ass <laughs> caressed. I don't want Iggy Pop rubbing on my ass. That's not what I, I guarantee he'd enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> this is punk as fuck right here, man. Like, uh, I don't know. Thanks, Iggy. But yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'll dive into the solo shit. Maybe, maybe not eventually. I don't know. But mm-hmm. one thing you guys can do is keep doling out the suggestions. Sure. Like I said, we did this uh, in large part thanks to Sean Phipps. But also, we talked about the Stooges a little bit. I think you sure. knew that we were thinking about it. We might have moved it up the list a little quicker because we didn't want to go, you know, 15 albums deep into Queen. But yeah, make those suggestions. Is there some, is there a band that we're missing? Is there a band that's highly influential? Which it's not like we're done. We could be doing this for the rest of our damn lives and probably not even oh, sure. scratch the surface. Sure. But we but we definitely want to know what you guys want to hear us listen to and talk about. So definitely let us know. We've got a nice long list, but the more we add, you know, the more choice we have week to week in doing so. And on that note, I'll also remind folks, Hicks is out next week. He's going to a yep. cabin. He's going to see if yep. his wife can kick his ass like Iggy Pop couldn't <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. That's what you should tell her, too, once you walk into the cabin. All right, Tilly, now I want you to kick my ass. Kick my ass. Don't caress it. Don't caress it. Get out the acoustic <laughs> guitar and kick it. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I was glad we did a short album run. I didn't want 10 albums. I didn't want 15 I want to mm-hmm. be able to listen to some Yellow Wolf in between. He's got a new album, and that was kicking my ass today. Oh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, you know, and I, and I got to switch it up. I didn't have to focus on Iggy and the Stooges mm-hmm. for the whole week. I was able to cram the first three albums into a day and take a couple-day break and sure. revisit those first three albums before moving on to the next two. So it was, uh, I definitely appreciated Iggy and the Stooges for that. Thanks for an easy week of listening for me. Sure, yep. Good, good stuff. Good stuff indeed. So we'll leave you at that. 
let us know too. Feel free to comment on here or on Apple podcasts or wherever. If you've got thoughts on the Stooges, of course we'll read them. We want to hear them. So let us know if the Stooges played a part in your life and how, and let us know what you want to hear next. I don't know what we'll do next, but we're probably going to take a whole week to listen to whatever the hell we want. Reconvene on Monday and find something else right here on the podcast called kick my ass. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we can't change the name, but you know, maybe a spinoff is in the future. I don't know. That's right. But we'll see you guys next time. We're going to bed cause we're old. <laughs> Just like Iggy. That's right. Thank you for listening to Stuck in My Generation. Again, if you want to suggest bands for us to listen to, send it over to stuckinmygeneration at gmail.com. 